Hey friends, welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on becoming better followers of Jesus. If you are eager, like I am, to follow Jesus Christ, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. All right, so we're talking about living like Jesus. This episode is going to conclude our entire study, and then we're going to shift gears and to go into a different direction beginning next week, which I'm excited about. I think you'll uh, enjoy it. I think it'll be very helpful uh, to our spiritual life, to our understanding of truth, and uh, we'll jump into that on Monday. But we talked about the idea of living like Jesus is a lifestyle. It's not something that we compartmentalize in our life. It's not something we do on Sunday and then not on Monday, Tuesday, maybe again on Wednesday. It is a way of living life everywhere all the time. If we adopt or put on the lifestyle of Jesus, we're taking him serious as a teacher, as a master, and not just as a savior. You see, the lifestyle of Jesus is the life that you and I desire. It's the life that he's invited us in. Now, we need to understand that this lifestyle is countercultural. It's first of all countercultural to the flesh, You see, we're trying to do something here that the flesh does not want us to do. The flesh is going to fight it. The flesh is going to intervene and try to push back. The flesh is going to try to throw any type of monkey wrench it can into the situation as you try to pursue being with Jesus, becoming like him, and ultimately living like him. In Galatians chapter 5, Paul talked much about this idea of the life of Jesus or the lifestyle that Jesus wants us to live being in complete contrast, if you will, uh, to the flesh. And you understand we're saved if you believed on Jesus Christ as your Savior. Uh, You are a new creature, but you still have a flesh, a sinful nature that is there that you have to work against with the power of the Holy Spirit. But he says this in verse 16, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So the lust of flesh is still there. You would not have to make a decision to walk in the Spirit. But he says this, For the, the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. You ever wonder why sometimes you just can't do the things that you mentally and spiritually want to do? Because that flesh is telling you no, and I'm going to trip you, and I'm going to make you stumble, and I'm going to just try to make you fumble through life. That flesh is constantly fighting against you. You see, the lifestyle you're trying to live is countercultural to the flesh that you possess at this very moment. Paul would say, look, it's a battle. It's a battle every day. It's a battle every week. It's going to be a battle to the day that you die. But the benefit or the the promise or the, the great thing here is you don't have to do this alone. You have the Holy Spirit, and the Spirit is greater than he that's in the world. He's greater than, than Satan who's going to try to tempt you. He's greater than the flesh. So when you and I don't do what we should do, it's because we heed to the flesh. He says this, he says, And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And so here we think about this lifestyle being countercultural. You and I must understand that. Living like Jesus is going to go against our flesh. It's going to go against the grain of our flesh. So it will not be natural, but it's also going to be countercultural to this world. You see, living like Jesus is going to look foreign to the world at times. What you do, how you respond, how you treat people, how you think, your worldview, your perspective, your beliefs on certain situations, certain justice issues are going to be countercultural. 
And so you may stand out at times living like Jesus. But at the same time, though it may be counterculture and you may stand out and you may not go with the, uh, the, the tide of culture and the majority maybe of our world today, at the same time, living like Jesus will be attractive to the world. You see, they may be drawn or will be drawn to what is different in you. You see, Jesus said in John 13, 35, By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. How, Jesus? If you have love one to another. What does the lifestyle of Jesus say? To love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus, I mean, he put that on display for us as he showed how the Jewish people should love the Samaritans, how he said and showed that women were of equal status and stature as men in, in society, and they were not less than or, or subpar or sub uh, other uh, aspect uh, to, to culture. Jesus lifted all people together on the same playing field, and he told us we're to have love one to another. He said this in John 15, 14, Ye are my friends, if you do whatsoever, I command you. So. Us living the lifestyle of Jesus is doing what Jesus did. Jesus loved like God did. Jesus did what his father said. Jesus followed the commandments of his father. Why? Because he was God in the flesh. And he says, if you will do the same, you are my friends. You see, living like Jesus is the best way to reach the world with the gospel. Think about that. It's going to be hard. Because some people are going to uh, make fun of us. Some people are going to say, look, you're, you're just not up with the times. You're, you're stuck back in the day. You're, you're bound by religion. You're not up to science, up with science. You're not up with, you're just holding things. They're going to make all these statements. They're going to make you feel like maybe you shouldn't live like Jesus. But can I say to you, it was Jesus' life there uh, on display that drew so many people to him. Why? Because the way he lived his life was different. It was countercultural. And I'm not talking about, per se, lifestyle evangelism, where we just try to use our life and the way we live life to win people to Christ. There's nothing inherently wrong with that, but I'm really talking about evangelism based on lifestyle. We're still supposed to go. We're still supposed to uh, approach people, engage people in conversation, not just hope it happens. So living like Jesus is going to be one of the greatest ways for you to reach the world with the gospel. Why? Because you're going to let your light shine, right? Jesus said you're going to be salt, right? You're going to be there uh, to intermix in the world and to reveal truth and to draw people to yourselves. James talks in a little more detail uh, in chapter number two. And these this passage sometimes gets intermixed. As James talking about we have to have works in order to be saved. No, that's not what he's talking about. The scripture is clear. You and I are saved by faith. All right, works come out of our faith because we are saved. That's what James is talking about here. This is not works for faith towards God, but rather works by faith towards man. It's the result of our faith. He says this in verse number 14. He says, What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? Even so, faith, in verse 17, that hath not works is dead being alone. Verse 20, But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? And then verse 26, whereas the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. You understand that you, when you live the life of Jesus, that is your faith working itself outward towards man. When you are following Jesus as teacher, not just as Savior, your life is going to be different. Your faith will produce works that the world will see. 
that the world will take notice, that the world will be interested in. Maybe not every single one of them, but some of them. Your life will be counter-cultural. You just have to recognize and know that up front. And then remember this lifestyle is the best life ever lived on earth. You see, living like Jesus is a way of life. It's not just a list of do's and don'ts. People confuse that. They confuse what it means to be like Jesus. Oh, well, I just need to have all these, these do's and don'ts that Jesus gave. You see, we do what we do because of our love for him. If we love him, our commandments are not, his commandments are not grievous. You see, as we pursue righteousness and we pursue the holiness of God, we naturally do what? We naturally do godly and holy things. And we will naturally not do those things that are sinful. It's not checking, okay, a list of do's and don'ts. It is a natural way of life, of us becoming more like him, becoming more righteous, becoming more holy like God. You see, it's living like Jesus, that the way that he lived his life, and it was the best life on earth. Why? Because it was a pursuit of God, a pursuit of holiness, a pursuit of righteousness, and putting sin to the side. We understand sin is death. We understand sin has consequences. We are believers. We're saved, if you are. But you, even though your sins are forgiven, there's still consequences that sin bring in our life. And so understand, adopting the lifestyle of Jesus is just a way of life. And Jesus lived the most joyful, fulfilled, purpose-driven life ever lived on this earth. You say, well, hey, Jesus had days where things didn't go right. Absolutely right. Hey, Jesus had days where the devil just would not leave him alone. I mean, 40 days straight, he was tempted. You're right. Jesus had enemies, people who talked behind his back and treated him bad and even had one of his best friends even betray him. Had people who hated him, people who tried to harm him. You're absolutely right. Jesus was, you know, tempted to sin just like you and I are. You're absolutely right. Yet, in spite of this, he lived the most joyful, fulfilled, purpose-driven life ever lived on earth. How on earth, then, did he live this kind of life? You see, he lived the life of God on earth. He lived exactly how the God of this universe would live if he were here with you and I on this earth. He lived out God's will and God's commandments fully. He demonstrated that life for you and I. He came, he rectified or did away with the punishment for sin. He gives us a new life and he said, I'm going to model this life for you so that you can see how you can live, how you should live, and to know that you can do it. You see, I am just like you. I am human. I have flesh and I have temptation. You see, following Jesus and living like Jesus is living life to the fullest for your created purpose, which brings you complete joy and complete fulfillment in spite of any circumstances. Because you and I have enemies. We have days that don't go our way. We have days the devil just won't leave us alone. We have people who hate us, who try to hurt us. We're tempted every single day to sin. Yet, living the lifestyle of Jesus will help us to live life to its fullest extent. You see, living like Jesus is making the most of your life. Missionary C.T. Studd said this, Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. So what is the most important goal is to live like Jesus, 
to live our life for Him. Living for and like Christ is making the most of your life. Do you want to ensure that you don't waste your life? I mean, I think we would all say yes. Do you want to live your life for something that truly matters? I think you would say yes. Do you want to find true joy and peace and purpose for your life? I would imagine you would say yes. Then adopt the lifestyle of Jesus. Learn to follow him fully as teacher and not just as a savior. How do you do this? You spend a lot of time to be with Jesus. Get out the distractions, get out the busyness, cut down the noise. Then you become like Jesus because you are being with Jesus in order that you can live like him every day of your life. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.